For TBWA Shiite Day New York and Nissan, ISKI code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Aria Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupop. The all new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E Force all wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in port mode with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your dearly southern host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined with a guy who called the Baltimore Ravens mediocre, the button lover, Josh Sroka. I never used the words mediocre. I said they're not great. And that was before they started playing well. That was before the last six weeks. Okay. okay. Right now, right now they're so they're no longer. You're going back on what you said before. They're no longer below average, like you said before. They, I didn't say below average. Okay. I said good. Okay. I said they're good, not great. Okay. That means, that means they're good, not great. That means they weren't they weren't playing well football. That was before the previous six weeks. I think we can all agree that for the last six weeks the team has been playing great and does not look like the team that played. All the way up into Thanksgiving. So you're officially reversing your position when you said they were a poor team before, and you're acknowledging that they are, in fact, a great team. Um, you know how Trump came out of the hospital after COVID and said he feels like he's Superman? Yeah, stronger than ever. Stronger like than ever. years younger. Yeah. COVID did the same thing to the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They okay. went from good to great, and all it took was a little virus from the Chinese. That, that's true, because just like Trump um, rushed to Walter Reed Hospital, things did not look good. Uh, things did not look good for the Ravens when good. COVID hit. All right, and at that point, let's end the Trump comparisons and end the, end the political uh, nature. It's probably not a good week to make jokes of comparing the Ravens to Trump. Yeah, I, yeah. So, this story will hopefully have a better ending than yeah. that Trump story is, is having. Right, right. I don't believe the Ravens are getting kicked out of the NFL this week. Yeah, no, Josh, I'm just glad you're okay. I know. I saw a Florida man accused of taking the podium. I, I, I know that's your state now. So uh, no. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to, to defend him, even though he came from the same state. But if, if he came from Maryland, I would feel the need to defend Maryland. 
But I'm not asking you to defend the whole state of Florida for some crazy people down there. You know, speaking of defending Florida. Yeah. For one, we'll get to. This is the first time we've recorded in person together in a long time. We're, we're together, socially distanced. It's the... Yeah, we've got our six, six feet, feet away. Across, uh, uh, other side probably, of the- probably ten feet away. But this is also the yeah. first time we've ever recorded in your house. Yeah. We've never done a show over on the Eastern Shore. Yeah, there's a 80% chance this recording is not going to work. Because over on the Eastern Shore, you just never know. <laughs> right. Yeah, power might go out. We're counting on that generator out there working to keep your lights on. That, that's right. That's right. And if, if a goat chews through it, we're done for. Right. Right. But uh, what I was going to say is about being in Florida and Maryland, I I always make sure to set myself apart that people know when I'm down there. I've been down there about 18 months, but I make it clear that I am not from Florida. Mm. I am not a Florida man. Mm. I separate myself from that. Because you wear so, all the Maryland flag gear, Maryland well, flag t-shirts, Maryland flag I don't. Uh, it, I used to. All right. I used to not have any Maryland flag stuff, but you're. This is the direction I'm going, and you yeah. didn't even know it. Yeah. Is I I don't have any Maryland flag stuff. I will. I did not have any Maryland flag stuff until recently, where I purchased a Maryland flag mask. Okay. So the Maryland flag mask is cool because I mean now similar not, to when John Harbaugh was, was wearing, but his was purple and black. This was Yours like is... made for Santa. I wonder if he's hiding a big Santa beard under there yeah. or something. No, I'm traditional red, yellow, white, black, and, it, and it's, it's the it's the gator. No, no, it's the mask. It's, it's a, oh, it's a mask. It's an actual, it's an actual oh, it's mask. mask. Okay. So, anyway, and I wear it in Florida, which is cool because then people can look at me, and the fact that I'm wearing a mask sets me apart compared to everyone else in Florida. Okay. And yeah. then the the Maryland flag says, "Oh yeah, I'm not definitely not from around here." Yeah. Which is all cool. By the yeah, even the act of wearing a mask itself is probably a, a yeah, giveaway. Right, that sets me there. apart a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but then the fact that it's Maryland is cool, and I was I liked that because I didn't have any Maryland stuff, and I was like, this is cool. This sets me apart down in Florida. Sure. So uh, Friday, I flew into BWI. Before I even got to the uh, what's the conveyor belt uh, baggage claim? Yep. Seven. Other people wear Maryland flag masks. Oh, wow. In BWI alone. Well, that makes sense, right? A bunch of people traveling into BWI, probably trying to rep Maryland from wherever they were flying from into BWI. Oh, it reminded me of why I never why I, I never owned any Maryland flag stuff when I lived in Maryland. Yeah. Marylanders are a little obsessed with the flag. Yeah. And it's a cool flag. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But maybe in Maryland, we wear it a little too much. And we put it on too many things. Oh. That's my deal. Yes. Like, if you want to have a Maryland flag, have American a Maryland flag. But you don't need to make it purple and black. And you don't need to put it on everything. Yeah, you don't need to, to, to color code it to like, fit every single whatever. Yeah, you mentioned John Harbaugh's that he was wearing for the game yeah. today. And it was purple and black. Now, they've got the, they've got the shield kind of has the Maryland flag and the Ravens shield. But that's traditional colors. The Ravens didn't try to change it up to match Ravens. Right, right, right. But, yeah, I mean, I'll accept it in traditional colors. I'm okay with the crab magnet. I kind of get excited when I'm on 95 and see that down in Florida. The Maryland flag crab magnet? Yeah, I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah, I'm okay with it, too. But it's when you – it's it, it's the bathing suit shorts, the uh, the border shorts that, that go too far for me. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to see border shorts in the Maryland flag. I, I, don't, I don't really get it. So you don't like the uh, Maryland flag bikinis either? Oh, yeah, the bikinis, too. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. It's all. It's always weird to me how that stuff's like 
somehow like having an American flag like swimsuit is not like disrespectful, right? Like, but taking a knee is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many other things, and it's like, right? So it's just it's weird, but uh, yeah. So I don't claim any ownership to the Florida man that was carrying the podium around. Yeah, Josh, and I appreciate you're up here. Um, similar to football players in in negative degree weather wearing short sleeves. You come up to Maryland rocking short sleeves, showing you're a tough guy, even though you spent you know the last several months in Florida. So good for you. Oh yeah, no, I have not adapted. Um, I have not adapted. I love the Florida weather. I don't check the weather report or anything when I'm down in Florida because it's always the same. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty mild. I mean, it's in like the 40s here in Maryland, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. No. no um, I did not come to Maryland for the march. Let me just make that clear. It just The timing is suspect. But okay. I came on Friday. I was not here on Wednesday. Okay. We check need to all check my records. Out. Check the records. I We're was gonna on check Wednesday. Social media I was in Florida. You have your location turned on on Twitter. Well, I'll check your locations. Yeah, you can track me. Yeah. I was in Florida. Just Let's just put that out there now because I know that's the joke everyone goes with. Okay. Um, because I know my flight was not very full, and I'm wondering if the, more people canceled their flights because they're like, I can't go to D.C. or Baltimore around this time. Yeah. So, but but no, you're here for the weekend. You you came to watch the Ravens playoff game with me to see the Ravens wa- wa- whoop up on the on the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I can say now uh, that I came up to work on the Chad Duke show and help him because I mean that show's coming out tomorrow, which is when our episode's coming out. Okay. So I can say I came up to build his studio. Um, I mean, because you guys, I've talked on here before about helping out Glenn Clark building that studio and all. Yeah. And I was working on Josh the, the, has his fingers like the mob. He's got his fingers in every podcast I, in Maryland. I do. In Virginia. And it's good. And I enjoy it. And uh, so I went I went this weekend to build the studio for the Chad Duke show. And if you, when you talk about podcasts going to the next level, yeah, that's a daily show. It has like super professional equipment and like. Yeah. Nice cameras and all. It's a step above 336. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it makes us realize, um, A, how terrible our show is. B, how profitable podcasts can be. Even yeah. though was, ours is running for, what, 10 years now and has yet to turn a profit. Um, that There is a thing that exists that's we, a profitable podcast. We do it for passion. Which pa- makes us angry and bitter, I think, We for do it for part. passion and for yeah. fun. Yeah. And because we enjoy talking to each other. And then, yeah, it's used to hang out. Yeah. But... Man, it would be fun to do full time as a profession. I, I don't. I'm not. See, I'm not as convinced as you. No, that no, no. That would be. But. I don't want. Well, here's the difference. Yeah. I don't want to go full time into radio. Yeah. Or anything like that. I want to go into full time, as in you and I do the podcast, and you and I talk whenever we want. If we want to talk an hour a day, that's fine. If we want to do one show a week, that's right, fine. Right. I want to just continue like we're doing. But, because, and this is part of the nature of podcast, though. Because, like, in, in college, I started off as a sports jur- journalism major, and I wanted to write about sports. And I'm glad I got out of it, not only because the industry has not been what it was when I was in college, but I just thought about writing about sports all day, every day. Like, I don't really want to do that for a living. That would get no. old to me. No. Uh, and the nature of our podcast is it's definitely Orioles focused, and we'll talk about the Ravens a lot today. Uh, but thankfully, we also are allowed to talk about other things. Right. Because we can do whatever we want. No, I mean, we're, we are the only Baltimore Orioles podcast that made it through 
life without sports. Right. Where we still had stuff to talk about. Right. We still talked in here for an hour a week about, yeah, about whatever. Yeah. Now, now whether or not those podcasts stand up, now that we know COVID is a nine-month thing and not a three-week thing, yeah. who knows? But we got through it. Um, yeah, it, yeah. They probably don't. But our, our or, in fairness to us, our Orioles podcast probably don't stand up either, so... I mean, what you know, well, the Orioles have trained us to prepare for life without sports because what they've been putting on the field over many years yeah, I, was, I, we're was about the same. Come June. We're, we're just, <laughs> exactly. In the heart of baseball season, having to come up with things to talk about because our team is so terrible. Yep. And the off seasons, right? This is, uh, we've had a lot of uneventful off seasons. Like, we can cross our fingers and hope for a nice February signing of someone that will be traded later. Right. Um, that's where we are as Orioles fans. No, no, but that's actually not true. I want to mention this. January 15th, I want to say. Um, do, you know, do you know what happens January 15th, Josh? Uh, I'm 75% sure about that date. <laughs> well, the 20th is when Biden becomes president. Okay. That has nothing to do with okay. the Orioles. Well, the 15th is... Uh... I have no idea what the 15th means. I'm 90% sure that's when international uh, free agency opens up. So, and wait, so you're telling me that this year the Orioles care about that? They will be very active. Very active. All right. Um, Hopefully, I just hope we sign someone over the age of 14. Yeah. I mean, I just hope we spend all our money, right? I hope we don't trade our money. I hope we don't just keep our money. I hope we don't roll our money into whatever, into lining. Peter Angelos' pockets. I would just hope we spend all our money. Right. And it sounds like we are. I think this will be the most active international free agency period maybe ever in the history of the Orioles. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's good. That's exciting. And uh, well, let's definitely break that down, uh, I guess, next week because it'll be the after the 15th. We'll have something to talk about. Yeah. I, I don't know if week. everyone signs on that day or, or whatever, but, but yeah, that, that's when it opens up. All right. We'll definitely look into that. Now, you know what? Now's a good time to thank our Patreons. So last week, I put out a challenge before the show saying if we got three more Patreons to sign up, that we would cancel our deals with all the ads and the commercials that you hear, like before the show and and mid-show and all that. Which was ambitious of Josh because we have two listeners total. So asking for three Patreons was ambitious, but go ahead, Josh. Yeah. So, well, we got two more. Two people jumped on right away, and I want to thank them now. I want to thank James and Jen as our newest Patreons. And I want to thank them for coming on board. And encourage you also to come on board for three dollars and 36 cents a month i added some other options there too there's a ten dollar option and a 25 dollar option also okay 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 ten dollars and we'll thank you at the end of every show as like a producer credit okay. you know how like the tv shows and stuff at the end list yeah. like people who basically just paid for making the show yeah we'll do the same thing for anyone who does ten dollars and for 25 dollars i didn't run this one past you matt you don't run anything, any of this past me. No, well, I, yeah, I didn't run this one past you. Like you ran the previous things you just said past right. me, but go ahead. But you did like that. I sent you a little check like last month or two months ago. I think it was longer than two months ago, but it was probably the end of baseball season. <laughs> yeah, it was the end of baseball season. And that was about a year's worth of work for a little, yeah. a little bit of money. Yeah. But, uh, so the $25 a month is I put on there. If someone really ambitious and wants to have their business sponsor our studio and we have two studios. So you can sponsor the Eastern Shore Studio ah. or the Florida Studio. Ah. So we can, hey, so every day we can welcome you to the uh, your business name here studio in St. Augustine, Florida. So that's Josh, I hope you never own the Orioles and you quickly 
put on sale Camden Yards to the highest bidder. Have you been to Camden Yards? All right, Camden Yards did not do the naming rights. Yes. But there's signs all over the place. And, hey, you know what? But here's the difference. I'm not going out and saying uh, my bookie, Jimmy's, whoever, come do this. I want a listener. So if we're going to name our studio after your random law practice or uh, your CPA firm, I want it to be that we're representing a listener. Yeah, I don't want just someone with money. Yeah, Josh, that's very noble of you. If my bookie knocks on your door and says, we'll give you a ton of money for name and rights, you'll say, no, no, my bookie. We are having local listeners only. You don't listen to film study, do you? No. I do a two-minute spiel on my bookie every single episode of my of film study. Uh, Use the promo code Ravens, then you're over on my bookie. Yeah. For film study, because film study did come over with a with a with a uh, I was going to say a truck, but it's not a truck. Maybe like a Hot Wheels car full of money to give us to buy the uh, rights to to film study for this season. Mm, mm, mm. So if someone wants to do that on my bookie, you can do it, or on section three thirty six, you can do that through Patreon. But anyway, if one more person signs up for the $3 spread option, which gives you nothing but the enjoyment of helping us do this show, I'll remove those commercials. Okay. I'm just happy we don't have to do that. Um, your, your balls will thank you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, and that's the goal with this. Is That's why we're pushing Patreon again, is we don't want to do ads. Yeah. We, we went through the Manscaped thing, and um, we'd rather just talk to you the listeners and guys that appreciate it yeah and people who want to hear us talk about the ravens game yeah so so let's get there and talk about the ravens game we watched it together this is the first time watching a football game together and yeah since week one since when week one week one yeah we watched week one together remember i came up and surprised dad i i don't even really remember that Uh uh-huh but okay it's 20 it's it was back in 2020 yeah. Shortly after the XFL folded. Okay. Which also sounds like 17 years ago. Only you would even understand the reference to the XFL folding. That's It's because the XFL is the one that shocked me. Someone someone recently said to me, "When would did the XFL try to reboot itself?" And I said, "I don't know, 3 or 4 years ago." And they said, "No, that was in March. Their season ended because of COVID." And I was like, "Really? It seems like it, it was does, the, that, yeah, it's a it does seem like 10 years ago." Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, so we got to watch uh, Wild Card Weekend, which was a whole lot of fun for Raven fans. As we're recording this, uh, the Bears and the Saints are fighting. What just happened? Was that a replay of this game? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Are they wearing different jerseys? I don't know. I don't know what happened. But yeah. I haven't kept up with Satan's Bears drama, but they're pretty angry so i'm guessing maybe it happened yeah i don't know they were just showing a replay of a fight and while we were recording and matt got completely zoned out yeah as i was trying to set That's up what i thought was going to happen after the ravens started stomping and dragging their feet all over the titans logo i thought maybe there'll be some uh that is the is that the only time that you've ever been excited for the ravens to get a penalty no there was that time this is going back. I think the Patriots on like Sunday Night Football, you know, back maybe ten years ago, maybe longer than that. Back Ray Lewis, where they were getting every call wrong, and one maybe Suggs or someone took the red, the yellow penalty flag and chucked it in the stands. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was Orlando Brown, wasn't it? 
Not Junior, but his dad? No, it was a defensive player, I thought. Oh, uh, was it? I thought so. But anyway, right. I, I love that. Um, I love chucking a, a yellow flag into the stands. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. There, there are rarely times when you like get excited when you get a penalty. Right. Um, but yeah, I'll take that 15 yards all day. Yeah, for when, stomping on when, when it's for celebrating the fact that you just won the game. Yeah. That the game was going to, that you knew now the game was under wrap. Yeah. And, a, and, and, and going forward, I, I don't think the Titans or anybody else is going to come out and mess with our, 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 our logo anymore. <laughs> was there an issue with people messing with our logo besides the Titans? I don't know. Juju. Ju- Juju, right? Oh, for that's Steelers, true. Go around messing with everyone's logo. All right, that's cool. Got um, it. In that case, you have to defend your logo. You have to. And if logo? someone disrespects your logo, you got to go and do the equivalent of like urinating on their logo. Like, that's you got to go say. back when you and, say, and take care of their logo as well. When you say disrespect the logo, that's immediately what I think of is the Calvin and Hobbs, Calvin and yeah. Hobbs stickers urinating on the uh, Chevy yeah, logo to say, or like, whatever. I own you or whatever. Right. This is what I think of you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, Have there been any issues with uh, Juju or any other players urinating on our logo? No, but I wouldn't mind any any of those ones crawling around like a dog and lifting up the leg, kind of a, a symbolic uh, <laughs> thing. On, I, I would be a proponent of I, that. I, I would like that celebration. I would I would have enjoyed that one today with the stomping. Yeah, uh, Josh, how the Ravens game played out? Um, uh, big takeaways? Anything surprise you? I mean, it's a great it's 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 a great game to get those monsters off our back and things that people always bring up. The fact that Lamar Jackson now has won a playoff game. That's great. The fact that the Ravens have now won a game when they were behind 10 points. That's great. That's huge. It's what Ravens and John Harbaugh's first playoff win in six years. Yeah. So it's like all those monkeys that were the, on the our back. They, 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 yeah. You can't beat the Titans. Right. Right, you can't beat the Titans. And now next week, we, I mean, we won't know until later tonight, but we either play, go play Pitts, uh, play the Chiefs or, or the, Bills, uh, yeah. the Bills. So, again, it's it's more things. Like, it's not easy, but the playoffs are never easy. It's it's what we got to uh, do yeah. to get through this line. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, thought, I mean, the, the end of the game, there's a post-game interview. Um, conducted from the stands to the field, which is weird. But, but she asked, you know, she started asking, like, she started asking Lamar about how, you know, the buildup has been about Lamar versus Derrick Henry. And before she even finished her question, Lamar cut her off and said, it's not about Lamar and Derrick Henry. It's about the Ravens. And, and the yeah. Ravens won the game. Um, and I thought that was, it felt very much like a team win. Right? The defense played great. They shut down Derrick Henry. The secondary played well, made stops when they need to. The receivers, I mean, Marquise Brown, Raven fans complain about Marquise Brown all the time. And by Raven fans complain, I mean Josh this, complains about Marquise Brown This is all his the time. best game of the season, I think. Yeah, um, and, and, he, and he had a great game. Um, like, Ricard stepped out with some big catches and runs. Yeah. And Lamar, Lamar was very good. Lamar was very good. So it was all around a great and team And the defense. Win. The defense was huge. Yeah, yeah. I talked about Derrick Henry stopping right. Derrick Henry and yeah, keeping Derrick Henry to forty yards. Yeah, super impressive. Lowest of the season. And you're right; it does all those all those narratives, specifically the narratives about Lamar Jackson, his inability to win the big game, his inability to win playoff games, his inability to beat good teams. Like all of that is put to bed, and it doesn't really even matter as far as the Lamar, Lamar Jackson narrative in the next round 
he's kind of put these stories to bed. Um, and now we can we can focus on getting to a Super Bowl. Right. I mean, now these really are like, and they're going to make him Lamar narratives, but it really is uh, Ravens narratives. And it's going to be, can the Ravens get past the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, we, and we've talked about this before, but maybe outsiders don't really realize it as much. One of Lamar's reasons he struggled is because his receiving core, right, as time at times I let, I let him down. Mark Andrews is known to drop balls in big games in big spots. Marquise Brown has struggled. Right, one of all his year. top receivers today was Patrick Ricard. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know about this wide receiver core. Yeah, but the fact that Marquise Brown stepped up with some some big plays, um, if Marquise Brown drops a couple of those balls, maybe we're not having this conversation and we're still talking about can Lamar win the big game, right? True. Even though it really wasn't an, like it was Marquise, right, who had to make those catches. Right. And so, I mean, it's, it's football, right? Like you, you, you're not, you can't do it by yourself. Though Lamar, more than any other NFL player, probably does things by himself, like that big yeah, sixty-yard yeah. run for a touchdown. But still, like except you, you that sixty-yard sixty run for that touchdown is thanks to our offensive line. Our sure. offensive line was holding those people, those guys, forever to make that. Sure, and then yeah, and then wide receiver blocking and stuff d- downfield. Yep. Um, but then also Lamar just running past four people. No, no, Lamar, what was the description they said in the game today? Lamar jukes without slowing down. Yeah. yeah I mean, Lamar is special. And what changed, we made we joke about they came out stronger from COVID. What changed is they're now letting Lamar be Lamar. And at that point, they started to let Lamar be Lamar. Before that point, they were really, really, really trying to make him a, a passer. Pocket passer first. Now, you didn't see many designed runs for Lamar until that point. Yeah, I mean... Now there's a few every game. Yeah, I mean, this is... And this is part of the nature of playoff football. I mean, we watched Josh Allen for the Bills yesterday um, a lot more running than he did in the regular season because, you know, you got to do whatever it takes to win the game. I mean, I was a little surprised. Um, Dobbins, only nine carries, 43 yards. Because he wasn't getting anything done. Dobbins was struggling today. Edwards, eight carries, 38 yards. So they both combined for 17 carries and, what, 80, 81 yards. And then you had Lamar Jackson, who had 16 carries. So just one less carries than both of them combined, and he ran for 136 yards. Right, which was a big chunk of that was two runs. Yep, two big runs. And that's typical for Lamar Jackson, right? He's going to have those yeah. those breakout runs, and that's why his yards per carry is you know through the roof. But... Yeah, and Marquise Brown, we mentioned it, seven catches, 109 yards, just super impressive. Um, and then Ricard, yeah, the, the the stat line, I mean, talk about receivers. Marquise Brown at 7-109. Sneed had two catches for nine yards. That was it from the receivers. The rest was Andrews and Ricard. Right. So, so just kind of really interesting looking at that. Um, which is more, I don't know, I think warrants more credits to Lamar Jackson for getting it done. Uh and it's, very little help. Yeah, and it's one of those things where there's through free, hopefully free agency because we don't seem to be good at drafting wide receivers, but it shows like that's a weakness that the Ravens really need to address. Yeah, and and, and we'll see. Like going forward, um, I would be surprised if we beat the Chiefs or the Bills with stat lines like that, which with 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 Ricard as your you know third right. leading receiver. Who do you want to face? This what? When this podcast comes out, you probably already know who the Ravens are going to face. Yeah. But at this point, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, who would you feel more comfortable with the Ravens facing? I mean, to be honest, I think we're going to have to play both of them. 
So it's just like, what order do you want to play them in, right? Um, because yes. I think they're going to go on. To right, because I don't see the Steelers or the Browns getting past either of them. Exactly. Um, I mean, and, and so I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it, it, w- w- whether we play the Chiefs now or, or there, I kind of like the idea of a Chiefs-Ravens AFC championship game. Like, that sounds cool to me. Yeah. So you're um, saying you want to play the Bills. So I'm going to play the and Bills you want to now. Save, save the Chiefs for last. Save the Chiefs for last. Okay. Uh, or the Kansas City football team, as I call them. And I, and I do think, like, I think just because the history, the experience, for all those reasons, I'd rather play Josh Allen than Mahomes. Like, I think we have a better chance to beat the Bills. Even though the Bills are good, they're all good at this point. But I think the, the Chiefs have the experience, and so I just would rather play the Bills. Yeah, I hear you. I can see that. I think Josh Allen has been playing exceptional. Yeah, but he didn't no look doubt. he didn't look unbeatable on Saturday. No, the Colts made a lot of mistakes. I mean, the Bills were very close multiple times of losing that game to the Colts, who I don't think are a great football team. Right. So that tells me that I think we could I think I trust this defense a lot. The fact that I was worried at the beginning of this game at first when we fell behind 10 because it looked like, oh, well, um, what's his name? Tannehill is just going to pass on us because we made our whole game plan about stopping Henry. But the defense stepped up, and the defense made the plays and made the stops and ended up shutting down Tannehill and Henry both. I mean, think about it. They started they started the game 10 nothing. The final score was 20-13. Right. And they only scored three points. That's what I'm saying. After yeah. they opened 10 points. I know. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. It's the first time the Ravens this season have gone to halftime tied, which was a strange stat to see. But, yeah, they completely shut down that that team after that. And if you and look that, at – if you break it down by yards, I mean, we had uh, to, total yards. We had over 400. They had just over 200 yards. So we had about double the amount of yards that, that they had. Our yards per play were higher. We had more passing yards. Rushing yards, forget about it, two, 236 to 51 so if you if you take a kind of a closer look into the stats, um, I mean one of the crazy stats is in this game we had thirteen rushing first downs, thirteen rushing first downs. The Titans, with the best running back on the planet, had one rushing first down, and that would that was by Tannehill on the QB sneak. So that's pretty that's pretty wild. So I think this yeah. was I mean I honestly I think this game if you look at the stats it wasn't even as close as a twenty to thirteen game. Because right, no. they got off that ten nothing lead, and after that, it was you know yeah. pretty much all Ravens. Because before that ten nothing lead, the offense struggled, the defense struggled. Lamar threw that ball way behind Brown. I think that was Brown out there. Might have been Boykin. Uh, but then, yeah, at that point, it all clicked, and it was Ravens Ravens game. Yeah, and you got nervous a little bit with the Lamar interception. Like, oh no, here we go again. And out and the missed field goal. It was everything was going against the Ravens. Yeah. Until it all turned back. Yeah. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, I'm with you. If you got to play both, let's play the Bills now. I just want to make sure that we're healthy when we do take on the Chiefs. A lot of people, Josh, were complaining about the offensive pass interference on Sneed and the lack of an offensive pass interference for A.J. Brown. I think it's also worth mentioning that after the game, Coach Vabral, uh for the for the Titans – was about to cry. What was first of all, if you watch his post game show, I, it's the saddest post game show I've ever seen. Things you will ever watch in your life. 
Like, it was just sad. Um, yeah, it was very sad. It was like a high school coach, like, getting beat in the finals or something. He must have had that team so hyped up that this is their year because he was defeated. Yeah, a little bit jarring for the for the audience as we kind of feel super depressed with Coach Vrabel. And then we switch over to John Harbaugh and get to hear Jerry Coleman <laughs> ask a question and then have his uh, computers down <laughs> on in the background. So it became... But- it became tragic to comedy real fast. Yeah. We've never had Coleman on this show. And you and I both, once we, we heard that. We haven't. We have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once we heard the, the person say, Jerry, Jerry Coleman, you're next. We both just looked at each other knowing yeah. something was going to go wrong. And sure enough, it did. It was great. Nice to see Jerry make an appearance on ESPN. Yeah. Good good for him. Um, but 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 no, I thought, I thought all, all around it was... Oh yeah, but I asked about the the penalties because Variable complained about yes. the penalty calls, like, and I don't really understand what specific calls he was upset about. But he was complaining about the refs, saying that they were kind of. I think his quote was, "They weren't calling anything; they they just wanted to move on to to the next round, so they mm-hmm. made no calls." Um, right, but isn't that how it goes? The refs, no one's ever happy with the refs. The refs, right. will, no matter what the refs do, the team. People will Both always complain about think, them. Both, Both fan, fan bases, bases think they're screwed by the refs. Everyone thinks they're screwed by the refs. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, every, everyone thinks it's rigged. People, it's not rigged. Calm down. I mean, if you look at the penalties, we had five penalties for 60 yards. They only had two penalties for 10 yards. All right. Then maybe they weren't calling any penalties all game. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a pretty quiet but, game. But, but if you watch the playoffs, I mean, there's just not a lot of pe- penalties they they stopped this year calling a lot of the holding offensive yeah. holding calls. So just and I think it makes it better for football. How about that weird penalties. play though, where we kicked the ball at the end of the second quarter? Yeah, yeah. We kicked the ball. The TV showed us with offensive holding, but they called a defensive hold before the kick. Right, and then which first gave down. us a first down. But then it wasn't clear who had the first down. And then right. the ref had to come back on and say, and say Ravens first down. Right. But then it was before the kick, but they still don't add time to the clock. So it was just five seconds and we kneeled it. So right. it didn't affect anything except add confusion. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they need is they needed the Nickelodeon announcers to come on and explain what was going on. Yeah. I know. I would have liked to see the Nickelodeon announcers try, try to explain that. Yeah. So we watched, um, we watched By the way, if that, and I'm, not, I'm still not sure if the punching incident between two players occurred live or if that was an old shot of another game but i don't know but i did I, get a text message that the first curse word has gone out on nickelodeon okay because the fighting to a nickelodeon i'm not sure if this is the message we want to be given to kids either with, yeah. with the fighting i hope that they i hope that when they showed that fight whether it was old or live i hope that they just used the slime cannons all over the fight yeah yeah or maybe like um you put a, a picture of a pie in one of the guy's hands like he's pieing the other exactly. or something and so so good old fashioned fun rather than NFL players. Yeah. So the Nick, I think the Nickelodeon game was hyped up, really good showing. Oh look, SpongeBob's going to be running down the field and all these drawings and stuff. And then they didn't do any of that during the game. Uh, uh Josh, um, you recognize you're probably not the target audience for that Nickelodeon game. Or you I think know. you are? Okay. I know. Well, you you and I watched the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, we watched for for a quarter. Yeah, a quarter. Yeah. And the big takeaway was. They had an they had three announcers who have never announced the game and one girl saying I've never been to a football game before. Yeah, it was your first time at a football game. 
But I thought it was neat that they explained pregame on how scoring works. Yeah, and I like the experience by the the baby Sheldon explaining something on there. Right, and that's what I thought. And I, I like the field goal kicking with SpongeBob. <laughs> kind of. I, I don't like – they needed to do some way of like uh, something different with SpongeBob. I like the idea of putting SpongeBob there. But um, I think you can put – I mean, it seems like a waste of opportunity. We should be putting a whole bunch of things between those gold posts. <laughs> They need to make adult versions? Yeah. And then, you're saying for CBS? Maybe, yeah. And then you can have, like, different options. You can, like, hit it in the clown's mouth for bonus points or something. Right, I think there's right. a that's lot of potential there. I think, yeah. And that's where you need – you're saying let's let's forget the virtual SpongeBob. Let's no, make it – Let's put a real, like, clown's mouth on the, on the goalpost. Yeah. And depending if you get straight down the middle, you get four points. Yeah. Or, or it's, it's like in mini golf, you get a free round of mini golf if you get it into the clown's mouth. You should get a free something. Well, the, well yeah. We free tacos were, we were, for everyone. We were reminded of mini golf during the first drive as the first down marker was line was sliding up and down. Yeah, I mean, really, any any NFL ideas that they can pull from mini golf, I yeah. think, are great ideas. You should look to mini golf as the highest form of entertainment I for all ages and pull more things from mini golf into the NFL. I game. really think that's the mistake the XFL made. Not if mini golf things. The XFL tried to be just like football. Yeah. What they, they needed do. to do was weird things. Like mini golf. Yeah. Yeah, like mini golf. Yeah. I mean, if there's any sports, like non-traditional sports, the best way they make them better is mini golf. Yeah. I, I think that's true. I can't think of any examples. Oh, but... stop it. The, I mean, every the premise between the, um, what's that, American Ninja Warrior show? Sure. It's like a, a mini golf course for humans. Oh, you're right. You're right. Through. Or like Wipeout. Or like Wipeouts wipe is, is the same idea. And I guess that's very similar to like the catch... Pitch, pass, catch, run, whatever they do, they used to do the on Pro the Bowl. Pro Bowl yeah. things, stuff like that. You're right. I like mini golf games. NBA yeah. does weird things where they mix things into that. That's a good idea. Yeah, thank you. So I'll give you that one. But yeah, yeah. I think the uh, Nickelodeon was a little disappointing, but it's got potential, and I still think baseball should try something like that because I like the concept of trying to reach out to look, to kids and teach kids, and football and baseball. Both, they rely on, like, dads to teach kids how to watch this. Right. So, like, if you didn't grow up watching football, you're, could you, you have to sit there and learn the game. And, I don't know, your husband, your wife probably doesn't want to teach you the game. Yeah, I mean, baseball has done some stuff where, like, they have ESPN. They, this A couple years ago, they started two different broadcasts where you could do a very sabermetric yes. an, uh, a, 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 analytics, which is kind of like the opposite of the Nickelodeon version. Right. And so they have tried for that kind of fan base, gearing it towards them. But that's already appealing to diehard baseball fans yeah. who be into this. There, we need like the reverse that appeals to kind of the the average fan. Yeah, you know how you watch a movie sometimes on like Netflix, and you can choose like English or French or Spanish audio. Sure, they need to do that for sports, where you can choose beginner, intermediate, extreme for your fandom, and then your announcers change. Geared towards that type of audience. Yes. And then can you play it on 1.25 speed as well to just pick up the pace a little bit? <laughs> just pick it up a little bit? Yeah. I don't. Still waiting on that feature for live. Yeah. Holding out on Burton on that one. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think about. And our mind immediately always goes to to, to baseball uh, with these things because, I, mean, I mean, NFL is doing this stuff and NFL people, NFL is still kill it, kill, killing it. It's still America's most popular sport. I like that you're using the word "killing it" for for a, the most dangerous sport. 
Yeah. 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 NFL is I mean, on Nickelodeon and someone could die today. They're leading with the helmet in their covers. Like they, they, exactly. they are. Um, yeah. But they're still, it doesn't keep them from trying innovative things. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I think, I think baseball, there's just so much time between pitches and stuff. So there's, I think a lot, you could do a lot of potential there. Yeah. All right. Do you uh, think? Yeah. Speaking of baseball, do you think we're going to get a full season this year? Do you think spring training starting in February? What do you think is going on with all that? I assume everything is full go. Um, I don't know about fans. Um, I don't know when that will start to happen. But I think as far as players go, um, I think it's going to be full go for players. I think the the vaccine thing is fascinating because even in my – even in the state of Maryland, you can bring up a map of Maryland and vaccines – and it's distributed by counties. And so some counties have given away or have, have administered like 100% of their vaccines. And other counties have literally administered 0%. Looking at you, Washington County, have done 0% of their vaccines. And so like I think each state, right, is going to be at different levels of vaccinations. Some states are going to be really fast. So like as far as players getting vaccinated – um, like, can you go to a certain state who's like vaccinated most people and can go to that state and get the vaccine? Will, will this be something different? Will MLB try to purchase vaccines for all their players? I think questions around the vaccine and like who gets a vaccine in general are fascinating questions about who gets a vaccine first. Um, and at what point do they give it to, to baseball players and what kind of talk yeah, you that are, is. but you think that. Should well, I don't know what you think. Don't do you tell think, me what I think. I don't even know what right, I think. Do you think Major League Baseball should stick out a bunch of money and buy the vaccine for all their players? I think they should hire their own scientists to make their own vaccine. Now, I mean, if countries can go out there and and buy the vaccine, yeah. I mean, baseball is pretty large, bigger oh. than some of these countries. So you would think they should be able to go out there and say, "Hey, uh, Pfizer or Medora." We'll buy the vaccine for you, and or then, American and then, government. Here's here's uh yeah 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 here's a hundred million dollars American government right right. Um, but and Josh, we both know all of that would be very possible, and baseball has enough money to do it. And financially, if it means playing a whole season, financially, it'd probably be worth it for them to do it. But the optics, they would never do it because of the optics. Because the optics of uh, Richie Rich getting the vaccine before you, right before people who need it. Before other people, people in other country, uh, I know no. other countries. Like it, it was, it just the optics of all of it would be. And that terrible. doesn't even, and that doesn't even bring up the fact of baseball players turning it down. Right, that, yeah, that'd be a whole there's, other there's already a problem with people in the country. Right, because you're not going to force vaccine. anyone to take it. Well, except that's their job. You could say, as a baseball player, you have to get it. I don't know. I mean, they, they don't require healthcare workers. To, to get it, even though their job I know, is kind of working But I there. think, yes, but I think a private business could. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's exemptions, right? Like religious or whatever exemptions. I mean, I'm, I'm no lawyer, Josh. I don't My know expertise either. is bird law. I don't really know much about this topic. Right. I don't know. But you're right. The optics would. Uh, but, but no, I, I think there'll be a whole season. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, we're living, uh, we're learning to live with There's, COVID. Oh, we, we're watching the results of a whole full NFL season. Yeah. Now, will it mean some players will get and, COVID still, and you have to do this whole thing? Yeah, like I think that's going to happen, and I remember, miss games and do double headers and yeah. whatever. Yeah, and baseball handled COVID 
better than everyone expected. I think we'll do expanded rosters again. I, I'm curious to see what they do with minor league seasons and games. I yeah. think that'll happen. But Yeah, and yeah. you already invested. You already bought I got tickets. tickets to the Bay Sox. That's right. I, I, and I think because they benefit that they don't start in March, right? They, they don't start till what, May? So I think they have a little more time. Yeah, for spring training. Yeah, good. Or the first uh, minor league. For the minor league yeah. season, just starts later. Yeah, and I think spring training is kind of a bubble already. It's down in Florida. Yeah. So, but there's people already down there training. Right yeah, now. and it's Florida. What Florida, Texas, Arizona, where spring training is? Right, more or maybe just, maybe places. not Texas, maybe just Arizona, Florida, yeah, Florida, Florida Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, and those I think those both those states already have a lot more going on. The sun kills the virus and all that type of stuff. So. Outdoor, you can social distance, you can stay outdoors. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can do all your stuff outdoors. So, yeah. yeah, all your meetings and everything. So, yeah, I'm excited for uh, for baseball season, especially since we've had football. And even with positive COVID tests, I feel like the cancel the season people shut up. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, I think those people are, are gone now, right? I mean, they like, they they, they show their say. They and, wave their hands around every time someone's positive, but then they get. But told. fewer and fewer of them. Yes. Yeah. Because they realize we're playing through this. Yes. Um, and fortunately, I think in in major sports we've avoided any huge tragedies as far as a player um, right. dying from COVID, and so that I think like if something like that happened, it would change everything. I think, um, but it hasn't happened. Yeah. So. We continue. Did you see about the uh, guy who works for the Angels and uh, Mike Trout? <laughs> no, no. The, uh, the he was like it's a, a the ball balls. attendant yeah, and, the balls. Uh, and putting substance on the balls. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that a former Oriole was on that list of people who used the blend, the substance blend, on the balls? Well, um, Justin Verlander is sticky. not a former Oriole, so I'm saying Dylan Bundy. It is Dylan Bundy. Right? Yeah. 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 Do you have any problem with pitchers putting crap on balls? I do. Do you think it really affects the game? Uh, I think it helps in the pitch better, yeah. So how do you think the Major League Baseball should handle this? They should. How do, how do you handle this better than you handled steroids? Yeah, just, I think I don't, I don't think this is steroids. I think everyone does it, and I get the argument that it helps pitchers control the ball better with 100 miles per hour, but I think like you shouldn't do it because it gives one player an advantage who has the ball as opposed to another advantage. Also, like... I don't really fully understand it. So they're scuffing the baseball, but they go through like 50 baseballs in an inning. No, like, I think they were rubbing a substance on the baseball. Right. When the, the pitchers were? Because I no. thought they were on this guy to get the ball or something. I, like, I think maybe I thought so the ball balls. attendant was doing it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, yes, everyone does it, but I, I don't think they should do it. Um, if you can't control your 100-mile-per-hour fastball, then don't throw it 100 miles per hour. I think pitchers have enough enough advantages um, I don't think they also need to be scuffing baseballs. So I think to handle it, just tell people to stop doing it and try to discourage it. Wash the um, balls before every game. Wash wa- the balls. Wash the balls. I mean, this was it, – it's not like he was going – it's not like deflate gate. Like he was open about it. Other teams knew it. Like everyone kind of knew it. So he's suing because he's saying like you're blaming for me for this and I got fired for it when right. everybody knew this was happening for years. So Kind of similar to steroids. Like an inside – Dirty secret at baseball. But I think it's like it's much more talked about than steroids was. Like steroids, everyone knew, but no one really talked openly about it. All right. I think people talk openly about scuffing baseballs. Okay. Uh, among players. You're yeah, saying. E- even reporters. Okay. Like, l- watch any reporter's reaction to that story. Like, oh, yeah, everyone does it. Right. But that was kind of the story about uh, sign stealing 
until you add the technology and the bang in the trash right. cans. Right. So the question is, and, and certainly, like, there's certain things you cannot do to the baseball, right? Like, right. I don't know what that is, but something's going too far. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, like cutting a chunk out of the baseball. Yeah, like there's there's a limit here. I think that's the whole thing with science on too. Like, yeah, everyone can do it, but like there's kind of these written unwritten rules again. Right, because we've always seen. Yeah, it's just like the pine tar. You're like, oh well, you can't only use a certain amount of pine tar, whether it's on your bat or on your hand. Yet yeah. you look, and helmets and like rims of baseball hats are all covered yeah, in pine tar. Yeah, like Michael Pineda was like getting a gouge of it. They're like, okay, we got to do something. Here. Right. But then right. like, no one really wants to say something because they know their guy's doing it too. And then, right. But then you're like, oh, well, just, you, right. You don't set that limit because, yeah, you can't really measure what is like two fingers off the brim. Exactly. It becomes just a slippery thing that everyone does. So how do you fight it? But I think they should not do it because uh, I think baseball should try to be as objective and as fair as possible. And that, yeah, just use yeah. baseball. But baseball is also a game where the rules are different in every stadium. Yeah, like every field's different, and that's what we love about baseball. Yeah. So it's trying to figure that out. And I mean, even even the bats, right? Like bats are different length, bats are different weights. Yeah, uh, bats are different. They use different rosins. It is like Sammy you... Sosa puts cork in it. Whatever. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's different weights, different lengths. Um, but there's limits because that's what makes baseball great. Is football, soccer, basketball? Every field court's the same. Yeah, uniforms are pretty much the same. Gear is pretty much the same. I mean, you can inflate and deflate your balls slightly differently. Right. But it's all pretty much the same. And baseball, there's so many different variables beyond just the human variables. Right. That makes it cool. So that's just. Yeah, but yeah, and this is kind of the endless battle. But I think the, the baseball should not just give up and say, oh, everyone does it, so we won't do anything about it. I think it's just kind of the constant battle that, that you have to have, but that you should fight. Oh, right. Is there cheating in baseball? Fair. Always. Yeah. Is there cheating in every sport? Yes. Because what's the saying? Find a way to win the game. Yeah. So anything you can do to to your advantage, it's the Bill Polichek way. He's going to try to find a way to bend a rule until he gets caught caught or told not to. Right. So if it means yeah, a renting a lift to videotape practices, yeah. Hey, he, there's no rule that says you can't be in the parking lot. Well, yeah, and there's so many things with baseball. There's so many gray areas like we just talked about, and so yeah, they're going to push the envelope on those gray areas whenever they can. Yeah, but baseball should still try to stop it. They should, but I think this guy's going to win his suit. That's suing. I think he's going to win. Maybe he'll we'll settle see. for a good chunk of change. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Is none of these lawsuits ever actually go to court? They settle out early. Yeah, and baseball just this pays guy, them like, to I shut up. And this guy, the story came out though in January, which is a great time to to say baseball pay me now, because you don't want this as a story when you're going to spring training. Yeah, what's what's do you know what he's suing for? Money. Yeah, maybe how much? I don't know. I don't know. It'd be funny if he was suing for something besides money, though. But yeah, people, like a people, signed Mike Trout baseball bat? Right, right. People only sue for money. Yeah, or like an apology. Yeah, but and like people always, it's just like the numbers are always usually bizarre. Like, he's he's probably suing for, I was trying to think of the money because he's probably suing for like more than he would ever make in his career at his job. But he's suing because he got fired. Right, right. So he's suing for, yeah, multiple years. Oh, oh, yeah, years. seeking $4 million in damages. Well, his name got trashed. So? So? It's not like, his, he could work his entire career and not make $4 million. I know. But he might get that break, and now he's got no chance of getting that break. Getting what, what break could he get as a baseball uh, attendant? That I would get know. to the point of $4 million. I don't know, but you got to remember also that the lawyers probably take three of that million dollars. Oh, is that the rate, Josh? I don't know. I think lawyer. I, 
Uh, I don't know any lawyers, and I'm sure we probably have some lawyers that listen. So sorry, lawyers, that I assume you just rip off your clients. But I also know that uh, I see all the billboards in Florida, so I know you don't charge me unless we win. There you go. So I'm sure you got to rip people off because of the ones that you lose. All right, let's, let, let's, let's get out of the podcast on this. How, at this point, Josh, how optimistic are you about the Ravens going to the Super Bowl after watching the game today? How optimistic are you feeling about a Super Bowl victory? I think this seems really good right now. I feel very, I feel very optimistic. Is the Super Bowl good? I've, here's the deal. I feel very optimistic. I think this team is competitive. I think this team has a chance to beat the Bills, has a chance to beat the Chiefs. Not too worried. But as that game gets closer, whether it's the Chiefs or the Bills, I'm going to get nervous about the game. Yeah. Because those are good teams. Yep. We've seen, the best. We've seen extremely bright flashes from the Ravens. This defense has been great at stopping the ball. It took until the fourth quarter to get an interception. The turnovers have slowed down recently, but they still got it, and they still shut it down. So I'm all in on this team. I think we could win it all, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be going into either of these games super super confident. I'm going to put some money on my bookie, on the Ravens, whatever the line is, because I think the Ravens can do this. I I don't think the Ravens. The Ravens would be underdog against the Chiefs. I would imagine they're going to be yeah, underdogs about both. Bills. Yes. Probably like a field goal underdog. Because the Ravens are going to be the away team. They're yeah. going to either Buffalo or no, Kansas City. We were City. away this week and we were the favorite. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we're the better team. Right. But uh, the Bills and Chiefs on paper are better. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I think that's true. Okay. I mean, they're definitely better. They're Chiefs least, are better. I don't, I don't think the Bills are better on paper. On paper, they got a higher seed. They won their division. Oh, record wise. Yeah. Sure. But if you line up my talent versus your talent, I'll take my talent over your talent. I wish Stefan Diggs was on the Ravens. Yeah, I know. We should it's really nice we to see a wide receiver that can catch the ball. Yeah, I know. He's great. So I think that's going to be a fun matchup. Him and Humphrey going go, 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 go yeah. at it. So, uh, so, yeah, I'm feeling real confident about them, but I'll still be nervous going into the game and play-by-play. Play. How about you? Yeah, I feel the same way. Like We've seen Lamar open the game with interception. Like, I don't think you can make mistakes against the Bills and Chiefs. Like, one interception, one fumble, that could be it, right? Like, that could be the difference between winning and losing those games. A missed field goal. So, I think we have to play our best football. So, yeah, I think we can win, but I also think we have to play our best football, um, which we weren't in the first quarter, but we were for the second, third, and fourth quarter. So, we got to play like that. And so, and so, yeah, I think it's like, I think these games are kind of, co- at this point, are, co- are coin flips, where it could come down to one turnover or kind of one it big is. play. It's going to be the big play or the stupid play. The yeah. Mistake. Whoever makes the bigger mistake or, or a big play, that's what it yeah. comes down to. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't come down to the refs. Yeah. So now, Matt, I came up here for the wild card game no, with you. No, Josh. Yeah, no. If the Ravens make the Super Bowl, <laughs> are you coming down to Florida? Oh, for Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Uh, I might think about it. I mean, we're within. you come down to me, we're within driving distance of Tampa. Yeah. I don't um, I don't know if that does any good in a COVID year. Some, I, I don't know if you'll have any pre like festivity. That's like two weeks of festivities normally. Right. right. I don't know what. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I that. don't know what they do with a COVID if they have like the NFL experience or anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe we watch the Super Bowl. You come on down. We watch the Super Bowl together on TV. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll consider it. Well, the Ravens got to get there first. Yep. That's how it goes. All right. Well, boys and girls, thanks for listening. 
Josh, it was fun to be in person again. We yeah, should do this in person again sometime. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. We should have done this. This is just 401. This is number 401. So to celebrate 401, we got back together in person. Um, yeah, did the pod. Check us out, guys. On First of all, sign up for Patreon if you haven't done it yet. Go and do that now. Section36er.com. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter um, and hear about that as well. Section 36 Show on Facebook. Um, what about your Parler account, Matt? Has been suspended. Don't get me started about that, Josh. <laughs> big tech, big tech is trying to limit my freedom. <laughs> they're trying to shut down they're, section. They're 336. trying to shut down section three um, But yeah, thanks for listening, boys and girls. You can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Ravens. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With any dream, the wind won't always be at your back. The sun won't always be shining. And some rain is going to fall. American Family Insurance is like a good solid roof that you can trust to protect your biggest dreams. With plans that could save you up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto. Also, you can continue to dream fearlessly, no matter what comes your way. American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.